When I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. When I grew up, now I'm an entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Ben Hanani. Welcome to How Do You Do, a podcast featuring creative guests sharing the nuances of their process. Just a quick reminder to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts is the most helpful thing you can do for the podcast. My guest today is Francesco Sinatra, the CEO of Pasta Sisters. Francesco left his home in Padova, Italy in 2008 to move to Los Angeles with $1,000 in his pocket, never imagining that he would end up living what he now calls the American dream. As CEO of Pasta Sisters, Francesco oversees the day-to-day operations of the gourmet Italian deli and fresh pasta concept that first opened its doors at their Pico Boulevard location in 2015 and second location in Culver City in 2018. From hiring staff to training, operations, human resources, financial management, and more, Francesco is responsible for guaranteeing that the restaurant, staff, and his own family are running smoothly on all engines. Today, Francesco's entrepreneurship and leadership, married with his mother's dynamic cooking and his sister's formidable skills as creative director and office manager, blend perfectly to ensure the continued success of Pasta Sisters. It is his goal to deliver a special dining experience every time where his loyal customers can discover the beautiful and delicious culinary traditions of both his family and Italy. Without further ado, welcome to the pod, Francesco. Thank you very much. Thank you for I'm coming very excited. On. Yes, I'm excited as well. I'm a huge fan of Pasta Sisters. It's it's a real treat, no pun intended, to have you on here. And I'd, I'd like to start by going back to even before Pasta Sisters opened. You you came to L.A. in 2008. You convinced your mother, Paola, and your little sister, Francesca, to join you in 2014. Tell me about how word quickly spread about your mom's amazing pastas to the point where she was doing private parties and, and partnering with restaurants throughout Southern California and then how you guys realize, okay, we can, there's, there's some buzz here. And this is, this is something where we can band together and open, you know, our first pasta sisters location. Sure. Well, um, my mother, my mother's skills in the kitchen, they, they were very well famous in Italy too. Uh, and, um, she, uh, I remember since I was a kid, I was spending so much time I was doing my homework in the kitchen where she was cooking. And so many times I was asking about recipes and everything. And um, the kitchen was the center of the family, the center of the house. And I remember even with my grandma, uh, my mom's mom, it was the same. Uh, the, the point uh, of reference for, uh, for our family was always in the kitchen. When we arrived, when I arrived here, and, uh, and a couple of years later, my mother and my sister arrived. Um, you know, it, it, was a, it was a weird situation because my mother didn't speak English. Uh, and, um, and so we, we start figuring out what she could do in the United States in order to, to survive and, uh, and uh, to prosper. And so we, we start thinking, okay, uh, why don't you try to become a nanny, uh, but a specialized nanny, like an Italian nanny, so you can teach Italian to the kids. 
And so this adventure started this way and these families where she went to work for, um, they were, they were super nice people and, uh, uh, they were working full time. So they didn't have time to, to cook for the kids. And so my mom offered to, to prepare some simple recipes for the kids. And, uh, and many times when the, the parents were coming home and they were seeing the kids eating and they were smelling the perfume of the food, they were, they were trying the food. They were, you know, sneaking in the kitchen and say, oh, baby, why don't you give me a bite of your food? And, uh, and so it started. They, they really loved what she was making even in, in the simplicity of the recipes, because we're a recipe for kids. And uh, so they start asking, okay, I have a, a party for six people next week. Would you be willing to cook and make something special? And so that started very simply like that. That's awesome. And then how did you, how did you when it came time to open the first location, I'm just, I'm just personally curious. How did your family decide on the name Pasta Sisters? And were there any other names that you were considering? So um, the story, the, 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 you know, there are many mythical stories about Pasta Sisters, but uh, I believe uh, the, 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 the one that I remember for sure is the fact that one day me and my mother were, were home for lunch and we look at each other my mother said i would like a prosciutto sandwich and i said okay uh, let me see where where we can find a place that makes good prosciutto sandwich and we lived in koreatown at the time and so the only place close by was in beverly hills and me and my mother look at each other and we said you know what we should open something considering something so we can uh, we can make our own prosciutto sandwich but but the story is a little bit more complicated than that when uh, when we i was working already in the restaurant business when when uh, my mother arrived and uh, she had this very uh, she had these skills in the kitchen that I wanted to, you know, a little bit egoistically, I wanted my mom to cook for me forever. And so I told her, okay, why don't we open something? And uh, she, the, the truth is at the beginning, I wanted to do something different. And, um, and she starts um, a project with a friend of her and her sister and, um, but it, it fell apart very quickly um, because of many different aspects, many different things. But um, at that point, I, I, I came up saying, okay, I'm going to leave uh, my, uh, the, the career I was choosing on the, on the side. And I told my mother, okay, I can help you with this project. Let's see what, what needs to be done. How can we build up? this uh, uh, pasta slash gnocchi uh, company. And, um, and so it started very, very simply like that. We sent an email to, um, I think almost a hundred friends 
with uh, four or five names for for the deli, and um, and uh, we received a ninety nine percent liking of uh, the name Pasta Sisters. Oh wow! And uh, and we said okay, so it is Pasta Sisters, and and we started like that. And once you you know you decide to open your first location. Now, as I understand, the first location was kind of supposed to be a retail outlet for your mom's sauces and pastas. And then yeah. you ma- you made the decision to pivot, take this 850 square foot space in a Pico Arlington strip mall and turn it into a 12 seat, fast, casual Italian dining spot. You know so how hard <laughs> it is. You know how hard it is to open a restaurant. How did you decide, you know what? No, we're going to do it. We're going to go for it. So... <clears throat> First off, the, 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 the location, that location was a very casual uh, finding. Uh, I, uh, you know, the idea was very different from what it is Pasta Sister today. So at the beginning, we wanted to open a little laboratory where we were making pasta and gnocchi for restaurants and sauces. And uh, uh, so we didn't want to have customers in the, in, in the restaurant. We didn't want to have a restaurant. That was the truth. And uh, um, I was looking at a location in uh, Reseda in the valley. It was a 300 square feet location just to make the laboratory and, and have a little truck to, to deliver all the sauces and the pasta. And, um, and so I was trying to reach the broker and the broker wasn't answering the phone. I already told them I wanted that location and I was going to sign the contract and for 10 days didn't call me back. So one day going back home, I call him and he answered finally the phone and he tells me the location is gone. He already rented. So I'm driving towards home and usually I drive on, on uh, uh, Olympic. And this time I said, you know what? I never drove really on, on Pico. Let's, let's discover this new parallel street of Olympic. And so I was stopped at a, at a, at a light with my mom on the phone and I saw this uh, gigantic lease uh, sign in front of uh, the location that is Pasta Sister today. And I dialed the phone number immediately. I called and uh, it was available and uh, they showed me the same day and i think we signed the contract a couple of days later a couple of weeks later so it was very casual finding but i love the location i envisioned the location immediately and uh, and so when we when we start building it out i i thought you know in order to make it a little bit more complete let's add uh, six burners like uh, let's add an oven you know we can make uh, some lasagna we can make a couple of hot dishes and uh, you know just to sustain the 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 rest of the business the and uh, and then it became really the the business after after just one day from the opening so <laughs> and so you open you open this location and you realize okay we're going to make a restaurant how do you how do you craft 
that original menu how do you then decide you know let's add I, I don't know when this came about but weekly specials how do you go about crafting the menu because you know that's obviously such an important part of a restaurant and its appeal sure um the, the the menu the menu we decide the menu uh at home and i remember that night we we were thinking okay what what kind of menu do we want to do and i told my mother it was my sister georgia too that night and i told them i want to offer only the plates that you make at home only the the plates that uh, we love and and we cherish since we were kids so we don't want to do sauces crazy sauces just just to do it or 20 different sauces just because we need to have it in fact matter of fact we um, when we opened we had probably six six sauces we didn't have too many i think today we have something like uh 12 12, 14 different sauces, but they are all sauces that my mom always made at home. And, uh, and we wanted to, Pasta Sister is, is really the kitchen, my mom's kitchen. And, uh, and uh, I, I always tell my customers, this is how I ate since I was three. And it's the same flavor, it's the same love, it's the same uh, passion behind uh, every recipe. And, continues to be the same and we want it to be the same that that's the secret one of the secrets of pasta sister the the fact that these are family recipes made uh, by my mom the same way she made it for 30 36 years almost that's beautiful i love that and you know you have this very successful location on pico boulevard how do you yeah. decide Number one, it's time to open a second location. And number two, we're going to go for a huge, much larger spot in Culver City. Uh, uh, consider being, being the Pico location, being the, the, the first uh, restaurant we open. Uh, I, I work in different restaurants in LA and I try, to, I try to understand what they were doing right and what they were doing wrong. Um, and um, considering the space, the space has many limitations there. The first thing, we don't have a public bathroom because uh, the bathroom is behind the kitchen. So health department doesn't allow customer to pass through the kitchen in order to go to the bathroom. So that was a, one of the biggest complaints that we had from our customers. Also the fact that uh, we had, at that time we had only six or seven chairs. We didn't have uh, 11. 11, 12 chairs like we have now. And, um, and uh, another factor that made us decide to open a bigger location was uh, the was BuzzFeed. And uh, the first video that they, they produced with us and, um, and that changed the dynamics of Pasta Sisters really. Uh, it was a hit, was a beautiful success and uh, uh, the story is that on uh, the 31st of October 2000 I think it was 17 no 16 yeah 16 uh, they they came they 
did this video where they were featuring us and other two restaurants. And, uh, and long story short, we, we won this little competition uh, on video. Uh, 31st of October, 2016, 7.30 in the morning, I received, was a Sunday, I received a, a text message from a friend saying, hey, congrats on the BuzzFeed video. The video came out at seven o'clock in the morning, the same day, and already had something like seven million viewers, seven million views. And so my mother called me and she told me, what, what's going to happen tomorrow? I said, oh, you know, I don't know, but let's open like always and, uh, and, and do business. The next day we had something like 4,000 people, 5,000 people outside the door waiting for us to open and order pasta. And uh, we, we were only five people working at Pasta Sisters at that time. And I remember that the first day, that Monday, we finished everything we had in the kitchen at two o'clock in the afternoon. And we opened at 11, 11.30 in the morning. And so I was, uh, you know, I was a little skeptical. I was thinking, okay, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bubble. It's gonna explode in a week. In a week, we're not gonna be busy anymore like now. I told my guys, okay, let's resist. Let's be strong. Let's make it or break it. Now it's the time to show our value, you know, like a, like a football coach uh, before the game, uh, pumping up uh, their, the players. And so after a week, it wasn't stopping. We were, there were still three, 4,000 people waiting outside the door. And the parking lot of Pico was full of people eating. Sometimes they were going to eat in the laundromat next door. Uh, in the Chinese donut shop, they were asking for sitting there, buying a soda, eating our pasta. All the neighbors hated us at that point. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so after four months like that, and it wasn't stopping, uh, I, I started thinking, okay, I think it's time to it's time to expand. It's time to provide the bathroom for the customer. It's time to provide a, a bigger parking lot, uh, a big, a better experience, a sit down experience. Um, and, and so I started looking around, and uh, and uh, the story of uh, the finding of the Culver City location is another fun story. And. Now that you've been running, you know, a successful family business for years now, I'm curious, what what have been when you look back, what have been the keys to running such a thriving family business? What goes into that? I really think that without my mother and my sisters, Georgia and Francesca, uh, and my wife, you know, without the family around, Pasta Sister wouldn't be so successful. Um, I think it's, uh, it's really a family effort. Um, you know, everybody brings a different set of skills. Everybody brings, um, a different level of energy and, uh, and, um, the, another secret is that we, we never really fight. We have different opinion, but we really respect each other and we, we listen to each other. 
and then uh, we are able to, you know, even if uh, I have an idea, we are able to compromise and, and find a, a solution that satisfies everybody. I think this, this is a big part of, uh, of what we do every day. We talk, we communicate a lot. Um, I try to supervise every single department, uh, but, but, you know, I leave, uh, the, I, I leave the right amount of space for my mother to do whatever she wants to do. And, uh, my sister, Georgia, she has, uh, uh, an incredible eye and incredible talent to, for the, 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 the branding and the marketing for Pasta Sister. So, um, yeah, we trust each other and, uh, and we work well with each other. So that's, that's, uh, make, makes it much easier, makes the operation much, much easier. And it sounds like those are some qualities that probably have proved very helpful during the last several months with the consequences imposed on the restaurant industry from the pandemic. Can you talk about how Pasta Sisters has navigated it? What you found has worked for you guys in getting through these tougher times? So uh, I, I've been always very connected with my Italian traditions. And so, uh, you know, I, in the morning, I need to drink my coffee. I need to read my news before even starting everything. And, uh, and so I read my Italian newspapers, I read my American newspapers, I like to be and stay informed. So when uh, in February, I was already aware something was happening, considering I, I, was, reading, I was reading my Italian newspaper and, uh, you know, COVID was already arriving in Italy, uh, arrived earlier or was advertised earlier in Italy. So I, I thought if it's something that is spreading around, most likely it's gonna arrive here too. And uh, the, the, the paste uh, and uh, how they were describing this virus, uh, I, was, uh, I was preoccupied. And um, seeing the situation in Italy getting worse and worse every day, I start talking with my family. Okay, what, what are the scenarios that can, can happen here too? So I, I took as, a, as an example the Italian situation and I projected here in the United States. So I thought, okay, most likely another lockdown would happen here too. How can we take, take care of our employees, the customers? You know, we start, we start asking ourselves questions. And so um, I start creating um, a plan to, you know, the Pico location, it, it's a tiny, a tiny place. And uh, it started as a, a to-go uh, delivery place. So closing the dine-in was easy. The staff inside the, the restaurant was already limited. So it wasn't too difficult to organize that location. The toughest part was organizing the Culver City location because, uh, yes, we did some uh, to-go and uh, uh, online uh, orders, but the main business was the sit-down, uh, the sit-down business. So um, we had to we had to come up with a strategy to uh, to keep uh, the 
the employees that we could keep and uh, uh, to make sure that everybody that we furlough at least had uh, some food, at least had uh, some money to pay utilities and rent. So we work towards, uh, we, we work with the employees uh, to understand uh, what needs they had uh, when we when we had to furlough them because we we couldn't we couldn't keep them. So we decided to uh, donate some money to the people that, that had more need. We decided to offer a meal, um, one two meals a day for people that wanted to come to the restaurant and pick up the meals in case they didn't have anything to eat at home, and. Uh, um, because the restaurant is open 361 days a, a year and we never have the time to do renovation really, even if it's past just one year since the opening, we had some renovation to do. I decided to hire our employees to do the renovation instead to hire outsource, uh, outsource companies. So we try our best to keep uh, all our employees busy giving them some money, some food, some work to do. And, uh, and that paid off really, because uh, when we decide to reopen for dine, dine in uh, al fresco, uh, all the, all the 50, I think 53 or 54 employees that we have, they were willing to come back and to start working the next day. So, it was it was uh, a mix of luck and uh, a mix of uh, uh, looking into the future and uh, and predict what what could have happened and how to handle it. So I applaud you and your family. That's a huge feat in this time to be able to pull that off, and that's that's truly remarkable and and great for great for the employees, great for all of us who enjoy Pasta Sisters, and I'm I'm oh, glad it came you. together. You know, it was a, it was an everyday everyday variances every day we had to adjust the situation it wasn't okay let's plan this and let's execute it every day okay what's the difficulty of the day what's the problem of the day how can we fix this okay it, it, it but i repeat the fact that each one has a role and each one uh, each one of us uh, take care of um of their own uh, responsibilities made it much easier, a much faster execution. Yeah. And I'm personally curious in the, in the limited time you might have to dine out in other places. Now that you've been operating your own establishment, are there any special things that you look out for that you pay attention to? Cause I'll give you an example. Like I'm a TV writer. So when I watch television, there are certain things that I'm just looking for that I like my girlfriend sitting next to me just doesn't doesn't care about necessarily. Uh, do you have a similar process when you when you are dining in at another restaurant that you you look out for certain things that maybe the average diner like us might not? Yes. My my wife hates me when we go out for dinner because uh, um, I need to sit in a spot that I can see the entire restaurant. First off, uh, I need to have a clear vision of the entire operation because I, I love to see how other, uh, other uh, restaurateurs uh, operates their own establishment. I like to see how many busboys there are, how many servers, 
uh, what's the dress code, um, how, you know, I know it, it sounds obnoxious, but I, I sometimes uh, I look for health code violations. <laughs> it's ridiculous, but um, yeah, and, and it ruins my appetite most of the time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, except for jokes. Um, yeah, I like to see I like to see how how other people uh, implement the service, how the service is done. Uh, I'm 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 a maniac of uh, of the good service, and uh, considering I I have no servers in my in my own restaurants, um, but I really like the the, the way uh, service get uh, taken care of and. Um, of course, the food is as an important part too, but I, I I really like to see how other people do it, so I can make my operation better too. There's always some way and some place to learn new things. Yeah, and you yourself, you you started with back of the house experience, right? Uh, I started. No, I was a busboy. I started bus as a busboy. Yes, uh, I was a busboy when I arrived here in 2008, I didn't speak English at that time. So that was the only job I, I could do. Uh, and then uh, I, I became bar back, uh, bartender, server. And then I decided to uh, move in uh, into the managing position. And, and how then, did, uh, yeah. yeah, and I'm curious, cause a lot of, there are many people who open restaurants without having had the experience of going through the ranks of one. How has actually having worked in a restaurant, starting as a busboy, working your way up, how did that experience inform how you operate and run your own restaurant now? And, and do you think that's a kind of a prerequisite someone should have before they decide to run their own restaurant? Absolutely. I think, I think it was really, really useful for me to do that. Um, one, one reason is the fact that it kept me um, humble. The fact that I started from the, the lowest positions in the restaurant gave me the, the perspective of see what what a busboy go through every single shift, what a barback go through every single shift. I really respect their jobs. It's, it's a tough job. And uh, uh, sometimes people in the restaurant business don't, don't think about it so much so i uh, and and another aspect is the fact that i i wanted to know these people i wanted to i create a relationship with these people that i work with so i i was able to meet incredibly incredibly talented people incredibly uh nice people and uh and so when I opened my restaurant, I, I always wanted to connect with everybody in the restaurant. And I think this is another, another strength of Pasta Sisters. The fact that um, when we opened, we decided that our employees would become part of our family. It wasn't just a job. It was kind of a mission for us. So the, so knowing these people, knowing the employees, uh, gave us a, a, a huge opportunity to to 
to kind of uh, infuse them uh, with uh, our passion for what we do and uh, and uh, make them understand that it's not just a job but it's it's really something more you know when you serve a customer it's not just one person sitting sitting there eating a plate of pasta uh, the, the the plate of pasta tastes much better if you have a nice service if you have a good experience if the vibes in the restaurant are nice are positive and so pasta the experience at pasta sister wants to be not only the good plate of pasta but the the good experience too that adds up to the flavors so meeting them and knowing them give us give us more strength and more more give us that that touch of a that touch of a personal experience that 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 makes it better for everybody absolutely and i think you've touched on a few things that that we that we believe make pasta sisters you know stand out from so many of the other restaurants in such a competitive city you know your service the excellent food creating a, a great environment for people to come to and you you started you built on your success each step of the way you you were you know you got good press and you ran with it you lived up to the hype which can be very hard to do um so these are these are all qualities i think that are worth noting of how pasta sisters has stood out and in a very short time become an iconic la staple i think yeah one, one more thing is the fact that um when uh, when we opened pasta sister we were there working i was yeah. at the cash register i was going grocery shopping in the morning um my mom was preparing the food from six o'clock in the morning we were we were there and we showed to our employees that we were working as hard as they were working and uh, even with the new restaurant when we opened my sister was in front at the bar or serving customers i was expoing or i was outside talking with the customer like we we gave the example to all the employees how to how to behave, how to relate with their job. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that was very important. And lastly, before we get into the rapid fire questions, I want to ask: You came to LA with only a thousand dollars in your pocket. How did you How did you manage to to get by? And um, there are many people, you know, who come to this country who immigrate who don't yeah. similarly don't come with much. What <laughs> yeah. What advice do you have for somebody who's who's coming, whether it's to LA or New York or a different city? coming here and trying to get started and like yourself maybe is starting to learn English, but isn't, you know, is just picking it up for the first time, not, not as confident. How did you, what advice do you have for somebody in a similar situation as yourself in 2008? So it's, uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. Um, the, 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 what I can tell to someone that wants to move here with a thousand dollar in their pocket is uh, you need to have a lot of uh, willpower. You need to really think that you will find a job like you will find a job the next day or the same day as you arrive. You don't have to uh, arrive and see the palms and see the, the sun and, uh, and uh, stay seated at the beach. No, it's uh, it's a matter of, uh, of, um, drive and will i arrived in la the next day i had a job 
I, I, I rent a car. I spent almost all the money I had to rent a car. I arrived to this restaurant. I, I parked and I arrived on Meros. I park and I start walking on Meros, getting inside each restaurant I found in my way. And the next day I had my first job as a busboy. Um, I rented a, um, a little room uh, uh, for the first week. Uh, then uh, one of the waiters that, that work in the restaurant offered me to stay one week at, at his house so I could save some money to, to get something better. Um, you know, it, it was a, it was a big hazard, a big, a big risk that I took, uh, you know, thinking probably a little bit of, uh, madness drove me to do this, but I, I always say if it was easy, everybody would have done it. No. So I think it was, a it was a different things, different aspects but but yeah the most important thing you have to want it so badly that it will happen and you've made it happen and congratulations and man <laughs> thank you yeah so lastly we'll, we'll do these rapid fire questions firstly Please. what's an app that you can't live without huh what's an app that i can live without but for sure uh WhatsApp. Yeah. <laughs> I, I communicate mostly with WhatsApp, with employees, with, uh, with family. Uh, we have our groups. I think that is, a that's one of the application I cannot live with without. Yeah. And who would you like to play you in a movie about your life? If somebody were to make the Francesco Sinatra story, is there an actor you have in mind to play you? Ooh, uh, I like, uh, Ewan McGregor. Nice. And if you could wake up tomorrow having gained one skill or ability, what would it be? That uh, I would love to learn languages very quickly. I would like to, to be able to speak five, six languages. That's, that's something that always uh, intrigued me. Where is a place that you haven't been to yet but hope to visit? I really want to go to visit uh, Korea. I'm oh, nice. a big uh, fan of Korean food and uh, I, I can't wait to go to Korea and uh, eat all the street food there. Awesome. And we ask all our guests, what's a song you like to jam to right now? Because we have a Spotify playlist we make and we're going to add, we add each guest's song recommendation in there. So what's a song you're jamming to right now? Uh, I would say uh, Billy Joel, Moving Out. Nice. And uh, lastly, where can people find Pasta Sisters? Where can they learn more about your awesome story? Well, they can, uh, they can go to our website. That is pastasisters.com. Uh, there they will find, uh, um, they will see our two locations, the Pico location and the Calvary City location. They will see also where we have our food truck. Um, we have a nice sister food truck that goes around town. Uh, so they can see the calendar of where it will be there. Um, I would say YouTube, uh, YouTube has a lot of videos of uh, people that come to try Pasta Sisters. So they will have a, 
video reviews of our food. And um, I think Instagram, they can see the pictures of our pastas and our dishes that are made by my sisters. And uh, yeah, it's fun to watch. And are there still secret menu items that people can find on Facebook or Instagram? Are you guys still doing those? We are, we still have a secret, yeah, we still have a secret menu. Um, we are trying to unfold it with daily, with the weekly specials. Uh, and so, so people can learn about it and, uh, and uh, get more familiar with that. Um, but yeah. Fantastic. So there are the classics and there are great weekly specials coming out every week. Uh, yes. I, I can tell you as somebody who's been going to Pasta Sisters over the years and who as as good preparation for this did myself a favor and ordered some pasta last night it's well worth it it's fun it got i had it delivered and it, it came nice and warm and it, it was delicious so wherever you are in la you there's no excuse you should try pasta sisters that that's my pitch and uh for anybody who's interested in checking out the podcast you can do so at htydpod.com or at apple podcasts um, and we're on Instagram as well, HTYDPod. Francesco, thank you very much. It's an honor to speak with someone who's blazed a path like yours, who has, you know, together with your family, lived the American dream and is sharing your amazing pastas with all of us. It's helped us through the good times, through the bad times. It's been a real pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. It was a pleasure for me to speak with you too.